Welcome to the Watch and Learn Show, where we talk about life lessons we learn from movies new and old, and we have a bit of fun along the way. And now, here's the host, Sky and Dusty. Hey, hey, movie maniacs! My name is Sky, and you can see that guy on the other side of the screen. His name is Dusty. That's my brother, Dust. I have a question for you. Do you remember when you took me surf skeet shooting back in the day and I almost <laughs> shot you, but I knocked the tail off your surfboard instead? That was so much fun. I mean, how can you not? Like, who, who would think of doing something like this? But why did nobody think of this before? I know. Surf skeet <laughs> shooting? I mean, dude, that a combination of two awesome things, shooting, skeet shooting, and surfing, two amazing things that go really, really well together, like peanut butter and jelly. And you know, or peanut ball. butter and chocolate. And basketball. <laughs> <Yep>. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that would be a lot of fun, though. I mean, assuming you can get permitting or whatever, that would be a pretty cool activity. Really dangerous, but worth giving it a shot, especially if everybody on the beach was, like, standing behind plexiglass or something, you know? <laughs> and I think they should do a Mythbusters to see if that's actually possible to actually hit a skeet <laughs> while surfing. And yeah. See if it would work. yeah, awesome. Yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> me and uh, my youngest son, Dalen, we play Fortnite together. And the other day he pulled off something amazing I never thought could have been possible. Uh, I was flying the helicopter. He was riding next to me with his uh, sniper rifle from about 150 meters away. Boom, nailed a guy headshot while I was flying the helicopter. Just amazing. If you remember the movie Sniper with Billy Zane, one of your favorite actors, he pulled off a shot like that in the movie Sniper. You know, well, Dalen in Fortnite can do the same thing. Man, so it's possible. If it, it is. can happen in Fortnite, it's absolutely <laughs> humanly possible. True that. Yeah, yeah. You kind of thinking of, um, what was that movie with Will Smith recently? Uh, clone or, you know, oh, that clone movie? Uh, Gemini Man. There you go. Gemini Man. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so, but, you know, watching him at the opening scene shooting a moving train, uh, you know, from what? It was like a thousand yards out. Whatever like it was a mile literally. and a half out. Exactly. Literally. Now, in movies, they say it all the time. That's an impossible shot, but it happened, so it's awesome. No, no, that's literally impossible. Literally impossible. Yep. And so it's even if Mythbusters try to make it time perfectly and all that sort of stuff, it's, it's literally impossible. But, uh, yeah, so with this movie, being a spoof is not – that's not a sp- – See, spoofs are are like um, I can think of many different movies, like Scary Movie. You know, that's that's like a spoof. Is this considered a spoof, or is it like a whole not, like a different genre of just like slapstick funny comedy? Yeah, to me, it is just a spy spoof. They take a lot of elements of espionage, James Bond type stuff, and put a funny twist on it. But not just spy, but also maybe kind of like army, because you have the revolution versus the German soldiers. So I guess it's a combination spoof movie. Yeah, because I'm thinking of spoof. Like, there's nothing really that it's taken from. Uh, it's other than, like, real-life events and things like that. It's I see not, didn't what take you're it from saying. Like, spoof is Star Wars. Scary movie is, like, your basic horror movie kind of spoof. I know what you're saying now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And here, and we, I asked this question, or you might have asked it, but we were, I can't remember which movie it was, maybe, like, not Ghostbuster. No, it might have been, like, Spaceballs, but they don't make any spoof movies anymore. Like, right now, currently, we have not had one. It's been at least 10 years that I remember, and it probably has been, but nothing really good that has come out in a long time. 
Not that I can think of. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I'd have to Google it. Like, not another teen movie. That was a spoof, but it wasn't a funny one. Oh, and then they yeah. had, like, Scary Movie 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. 5 was probably made in, like, 2006, but it wasn't a good one. Maybe the whole spoof genre. Maybe because the Abrams, uh, you know, Abrams and Zucker, the guys who did this, they did other movies, too. Maybe they kind of, like, got out of the genre. So it's just not as popular anymore. But I've always loved spoof movies. Big fan. Yeah, now, you and I have the same type of, I guess, funny bone, like watching things and thinking things are funny, like Dumb and Dumber, obviously, just about every single guy thinks Dumb and Dumber is hilarious. Most women are like, oh, my goodness, you want to watch that again? So we have that same type of humor. And so I was watching this. Melissa was in the room, and she was doing other things. I mean, she just, every once in a while, look up and see it, and she'd just be like, why are you laughing? I'm like, because it's funny. <laughs> For sure, for sure it was. And one of the things I really liked, I didn't, it's been a long time since I've seen this one. You said the same thing last week when we were talking about it. And I didn't remember how many uh, visual jokes there were. So much of the movie, like, let's just say there's 100 jokes in the movie, 95 of them are visual. You know, not many of them are like storytelling, speaking kind of jokes. Other than when they were introducing all the French resistance names, they were all types of food. They were all like deja vu, like your name on the screen right here on YouTube. Deja avant-garde. Vu. Yeah, yeah avant-garde. Yeah, latrine, you know, stuff latrine. like that. <laughs> yeah, so good. But most of the jokes, visual. And I think I really love that about this movie because I had a really good time watching it again and like just watching for things. Um, if you were just listening to it in the background, it wouldn't be a funny movie. Like if your wife, like you said, in the background doing dishes, laundry or something and just kind of listening, it's not funny at all. But then, you know, as soon as you watch and you see the guy get off the motorcycle, he puts the reins over the over the wood post like it was a horse. I mean, I cracked up at that. Loved seeing Same it. Same thing when when they are escaping the, um, whatever that, that place was. And they say, no, you know, the bicycles. Yeah. Yeah. yeah." (laughs) And they take off things like that. It's like, yeah, it's not supposed to be like, like literally realistic. It's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be like something that's, you normally would think of other things and they piece them together like horses and bikes. Let's make sure let's make them seem like they're together. Uh, they're the same thing and have them ride off. And you know, it's just really, really funny because they just think of, new ways of making you look at the world Mm -hmm. and even that scene where they had i can't remember the one guy in the book book barn or the book uh place had the big magnifying glass with the the weird eye all that stuff was just really really funny but they're doing that entire thing backwards it's just like what what in the world's going on i can't understand what's going on but it makes it seem like it's forward it's just it's just a fun way of telling a story and just entertaining people for sure. And 100%, this movie entertained me. And I just got to dive into it. My favorite so my my favorite visual gag was punching the soldier. He falls off and breaks like ceramic on the ground. <laughs> Absolutely love it. But my favorite scene was the underwater saloon bar fight. I did not remember it from my previous watchings. When I saw it, I was blown away by it. Such a fun... That must have been a hellish day or three days for those actors to do it. But so worth it on screen, I thought. On screen, and you're right, I literally did not remember that scene where they're fighting underwater. It looks like a saloon, everything. Like, at first, you don't see anything. Like, they're just fighting. And then another piece comes in the picture of, hey, they're in a saloon. And then another piece, and then another piece, and the bartender, then the people play poker and all that sort of stuff. And I thought of you when I saw the guys playing poker. But there's probably this guy who wanted to play poker. But um, there are so many funny things. And so, for me, um, there were so many entertaining. Well, before we get into my favorite scene, I would say the nostalgia factor was really hiding, writing this 
movie so high because I haven't seen it in at least 20 years. But watching it again, as I was watching, I was like, it's funny, but there are so many other movies like Spaceballs. I would absolutely watch Naked Gun. Or at least I haven't seen that one in a long time. That one would be probably a really funny one to watch. But as I'm watching this one, I, I guess I just kind of thought, you know, I remember it being funnier. Did you have that sense of feeling? Yes, I did the exact same thing. And you mentioned two movies just then that I would totally recommend to anybody over this one. But at the same time, this is still really funny, totally worth seeing. But I think you're right. that The nostalgia thing, like thinking back on Top Secret, I loved it as we were growing up. Um, and just it's it's yeah, it just I don't know, lost its edge might be the thing. I'm not exactly sure what happened, but still totally good. And I recommend it to people. So if you had that kind of feeling and it didn't live up to your expectations from prior viewings from a kid, what grade do you give it watching it now? So, yeah, it definitely knocked it down because before we watched it just now, I was like, dude, it's got to be a solid A, maybe A minus, like at the lowest. But watching it again, and I'm, I'm factoring the nostalgia factor, and honestly, I will more than likely never watch the movie again. Even though I, I enjoyed it, there were some funny parts and there were really good things in it. I give it because it's a nostalgic factor. It, it bumped up. Remember, we don't give C's just because it's so easy to give a C. Um, and so it's a it's definitely not a D plus movie. It's better than that, in my opinion. And I don't think it's B plus for my just because of why I'm never going to watch it again. So for me, it's a solid, a solid B movie, if not almost leaning towards B minus. So I'm going to say I'm just going uh, yeah, to. But here's the thing. The saving grace is Val Kilmer. I mean, he's amazing. Yeah. So if he's in it, it's going to be a solid B. So it jumps just him being alone. He's going to take it from a B minus to a B. So you're telling what about me, you? Loincloth Nigel doesn't bump it up to a B plus for you? What's the younger Nigel. But yeah, no, the, the younger, younger Nigel. Nigel. The older <laughs> one's a little. He's a little rough around the edge. <laughs> but he is nicely tanned, though older still. <laughs> <laughs> he sure is buff and everything. Yep. I, what about um, you? What's your grade? Yeah, I uh, well, I give it a B plus, and I'll tell you why in a second. But I looked up that actor now, and he's you know a good 30, 40 years older now. I did and, the same thing, and he's just your frumpy English actor now. <laughs> you know, totally like one hundred eighty degree change from what we saw as Nigel in this movie. Um, but I give it a B plus because it is still super fun. I will probably watch it again. I don't know that I'll ever you know pull it off the shelf and watch it. But if somebody says Sky, let's watch Top Secret, or if my boy say I heard Top Secret was good, let's watch it, I would watch it again but it's still highly recommended especially if you're like a visual gag kind of person and if you like those um so sexual jokes well sexual jokes there's a lot of sexual jokes oh my gosh yes we're gonna get to that there's a ton (laughs) of sexual jokes in here i don't know i didn't remember it either (laughs) but if you're the kind of person that likes like little subtle um inconspicuous visual humor like you know when they're when the camera's panning past something and something's in the background and you notice it and it's funny if you like that kind of stuff this movie is full of that it's not like like you you mentioned dumb and dumber all the visual gags are right there on the screen in the audio you can hear it see it piece of cake top secret requires some paying attention to for all the jokes so if you're that kind of person a meticulous comedy connoisseur then this is the one for you yeah especially when you have uh, Nick Rivers or Val Kilmer, it Val Kilmer is just an awesome name. Like, I want that name. Is Val that, Kilmer like Tom My Cruise goodness. isn't his original I, name? Is Val Kilmer his original name? Because that's got to be one of the strongest probably, names ever, right? 
Rudy, it's awesome. Yeah. Oh, my, my goodness, yeah. So getting back to Val Kilmer, it's so much better than, say, Nick Rivers. So I'm going to say uh, Val Kilmer. So Val Kilmer in the background getting suited up or fitted for a tux. So I'm going to jump right to my third lesson. It's literally don't get changed when there's a window anywhere, even in your bedroom. Like cover it up. Make sure because people can actually and they will be looking in. But you're absolutely right with the idea of things happening in the background. Like there, there's such a um, – they're, they're visually storytelling as opposed to like the content of what they're saying and doing. They're showing like the background, even like the pizza scene. They're in the bar hop or the pizza place, pizza parlor, and they're pulling the pizza slices. And you've seen the cheese just constantly stretch and stretch. Guy going like across the room, things like that. It's like, huh, the people that are that are actually a part of the scene aren't even paying attention to that. Like when Val Kilmer is actually getting changed and getting fitted. The people in the foreground, they're not even knowing or paying attention. But we see, hey, look what's going on exactly. in the background. Yep. And like when those dancers are up on the table, they're swinging dolls around instead of real people. I just, yeah, absolutely love it. All those visual gags for sure. 100%. Um, I, so, I looked oh. at Melissa. I said, hey, how come you don't let me swing you around when we go dancing? I mean, let's just do it. Here, let's try it right now. <laughs> yep. yep. Um, speaking of swinging around, there was a early 1990s movie where this guy was a hockey player. He got his eyesight hurt. He couldn't. Um, he couldn't uh, 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 play hockey anymore. So he got into figure skating. It might have been called like Cutting Edge. Do you know that movie? I yes, I do. I think I remember. Yes. Okay. Well, Denise was watching it the other day. It's on Netflix or Amazon Prime or something. Terrible movie. But at the 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 signature trick that they do in the end, he's doing pretty much that, spinning her around by her feet. Her head's constantly hitting the ground, and that's what you would imagine. Like, um, I, I would never try that kind of dance move with anybody. It's just a little too dangerous, but it's fun to watch on screen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So. The, the the subtle comedy in this, instead of being like slapstick comedy, it's like the subtle comedy in the background. But there are slapstick, slapstick ty- style um, comedy, like the horses or the bicycles being horses. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it was rather fun. It was there were so many funny things inside there. But like you're right, if you're not actually paying attention, you're gonna miss a lot of the jokes. Like Melissa, my wife, just kind of be like glancing up every once in a while. You know, how is that funny? I'm like, cause it is. It's yep. funny. Yeah. Um. Wow, can you hear all that honking out there? Why, why are they honking? Uh, it's a school parade. You know how everybody's trapped indoors and stuff? All the teachers, there's probably like 30 cars of them from the elementary school. They're driving through the neighborhoods honking. My kids are out there. <laughs> the neighborhood kids are out there like it's a parade. It's a pretty cool idea. You know, get keep the kids interacted with the teachers and stuff. That's funny. Yeah. And so everybody watching on this on YouTube, Sky is literally in his garage and he's looking out the garage door and you're, you can't, we can't see it because it's kind of like the side of the garage, but yeah, so they're literally outside honking their horns and we could kind of hear it on the podcast or see it, but yeah, so you can see Sky normally, or he's normally inside of his, his office, but now he is literally inside his garage. Yeah. It's a beautiful day. Might as well be out. But Dusty, I've got to say something right now. I think it's about time. The audience will be pissed off if we do not talk about the anal intruder. Oh my God. <laughs> all the sexual jokes. And it started with all the girls running and dancing or the skeet shooting, like running and jumping and all that. That's where it literally started there. And it was all downhill from there. And then I think it culminated in that anal intruder. <laughs> Well, yes, not not culminated. That did kind of hit a crescendo right there with the anal intruder. But then later on, when Nigel was the back of the horse, uh, the back of the cow, and, uh, and the baby calf, and then the bull comes up. I mean, that was something else too right there. 
that is something else. I loved seeing the cow with the boots on. That was absolutely hilarious. (laughs) And then you have his um his uh Nick Rivers or Val Kilmer's handler or his manager, you know, he said, Oh, he was dead, but it took us a half an hour to get the grin off his face. I'm like, (laughs) oh my goodness, that's just so bad. Yeah. And that leads to my (laughs) very first lesson, right? Um, stay safe with your sexual toys, people. Okay. Don't get too (laughs) outrageous, too care too if it has to be plugged in to run. Then you've got a potential problem. You just want D batteries. That's it. <laughs> thinking, thinking of the um, uh, the manager. I the first time you see the manager when they're it might be first time, but um, they're on the train and they're just getting to Germany and they come and say tickets please and they get the tickets or you know papers please. Um, he's reading a newspaper. Did you remember reading what the name of that newspaper is? I don't remember it. No. It's called the Daily Oppressor. <laughs> the Daily Oppressor. <laughs> Obviously, they're propaganda and all that sort yeah. of stuff. But I thought so. It's it's funny things like that, and so that's why I like about these slapstick comedy. Not slapstick. That's not the right way to say it. But these these comedies that they're 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 thoughtful. They're really thoughtful on what you can see all around. And oh, it was um, uh, what was the Charlie Sheen movie that we saw? Um, wasn't Paris Naked Guns. No, Hot Shots. We, oh. we did Hot Shots recently. Yeah. And seeing all those comedy, like when he opens up, uh, uh, Saddam Hussein opens up his refrigerator and sees like Hungry Nomad and like the cow's milk or no, no, like goat's milk, milk or whatever. You know, camel milk, that's what it was. Like all that, all it's just really thoughtful. Like wh- how can we make this scene be any more funny and put things in there that normally w- you wouldn't expect? And so I thought that was really fun. Yeah, you know, something that a lot of... A lot of people believe, and I believe it myself, it's that comedies are more difficult to do than dramas, right? Dramas get all the credit, like a good drama. Oh my God, he made you feel something and then blah, blah, blah. But a comedy, it's so much more difficult to make people laugh than it is to make them cry. You just have to have a dour look on your face and have a sad situation happen. My dog died and then everyone's sad, right? Like you can elicit emotions really well. It's hard to elicit those laughs from people. There really is. So many comedies flop and they do terrible, terrible because they're hard to do but dramas seem to me like a dime a dozen and it's it's really weird that things like the academy awards and the golden globes they really reward dramas um whereas comedies everybody who does a comedy actors producers writers directors they'll tell you that comedies are the hardest thing to do dramas piece of cake i would 100 100 agree with that i know when you have a comedian they have to rehearse and rewrite and rehearse and rewrite. I know Jerry Seinfeld, he did like a hundred jokes a day or something outlandish, like crazy like that. And he just kept writing and kept writing and kept writing until he really had a solid bank of material he could use. And then he started really, you know, taking off because he had, to, you just have to continually be doing it. And so, yeah, I completely agree. There was inside the movie, there was one thing that, or many funny things. And so, when Nick or uh, Val Kilmer, I'm going to keep saying uh, Val because it's so much better to say Val Kilmer meets the, the girl inside the movie um, and they're talking and she's explaining about her, her dad. What is funny is they, she says that he escaped the Jimmy Carter presidency. I just laughed my butt off when I heard it and he got he, he um, went over to America and he, he he luckily escaped the Jimmy Carter presidency. So I thought. I thought that was brilliant. I thought that was hilarious. It was really good lines right there. Uh, uh, one of my favorites was uh, when he was on the train and um, 
he was trying to speak Jap- uh, not Japanese, German. And then the translation was, there's sauerkraut in my lederhosen. <laughs> One of the best lines, too. <laughs> Loving that stuff. Yeah, so so many subtle things. You got to be paying attention. Because if you're just watching the action on the screen sometimes and not really listening to the stuff in the background, um, or if you're not really paying attention, like you said, to that audio when he's saying he, is, he escaped the Jimmy Carter administration, it's really easy to just kind of like, you know, it just goes in one ear and out the other, over your head kind of a thing, you know. Um, uh, but you and I, we're both Drax in this situation. Nothing gets over our head, you know. Nothing gets over. <laughs> it sure does. And there's one, let me ask you, which one sounds more evil? Laboratory or laboratory? <laughs> laboratory. Laboratory. Sure. That's what he says. Like, oh, this is my laboratory. <laughs> like, that just sounds like an evil word as opposed to laboratory. Yep. Yep, that's why they do it. You know, they're like, like you said, they're specifically choosing everything that say that they say or do for that comedic effect, for that comedic punch right there, and they totally succeed. I feel in this movie. So, how many times do you play tic tac toe with glass and firearms? I mean, usually it's like maybe once a week is usually what I try to do. What about you? Yeah, it gets too costly beyond that. You know, I can just replace one window a week at most. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one, right? So there. yeah, though. That whole fighting scene, it's just really fun. It's like jumping on the grenade, you know, to save everybody. But everybody else blows up instead of the yeah, one yeah. guy that jumped on the grenade. And then Chocolate Moose yeah, pulled yeah, something. He pulled off something like they do in Commando. Just brrr, and all the bad guys go down. The good guys are still alive, you know? So good. And as he's doing it, it looks like he's just spraying and praying is what it's called. And then yep. obviously purposefully doing it, making it look like he's just, just going and just almost closing his eyes and is shooting. But then all the bad guys are dead. <laughs> that uh-huh. was good. Yep. Yeah, was so good right there. So oh, I got to ask you, what about the the first the first guy that we see? He's the first spy. He gets trapped in the car and you know gets crushed. We only see the last time we see him, if I remember correctly, is literally he's in the car, which was funny. Him by him in the car, in the crushed car, walking around, and you know seeing that uh, whatever I can't remember her name is the 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 lady in there. Um, that's the last time we see him. Like, is that all that we see of him? He just literally is left there. I think so. But wait, you forgot the main actress's name? Yes. It was Hillary, whose name means whose oh, bosoms I, defy gravity. <laughs> I How can you forget that. Hillary? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So he's talking to Hillary, and he was trying to find the glove compartment. You see the antenna rise up, all that sort of stuff. But like, he's the he's the number. Or the, I want to say the the main spy, but. Mm-hmm. In the in the storytelling, he's literally gone. Like that's the last time you hear about. I was like, oh, where would he go? Yeah, yeah. And that was uh, I was surprised to see. Didn't remember this. That was Omar Sharif, who back in the fifties, sixties, and maybe seventies was a, just a really big name actor, you know. And occasionally, you know, those big name actors get put into movies like this, and it's just fun watching them. You know, have have take a silly have a silly role every once in a while, as opposed to those serious kind of dramatic roles, you know. So every time I see dog poop, my, I think it's fake dog poop. So I pick it up just to make sure if it's fake or not. Oh, man, it's not fake. Shoot, they got me again. Yep. yep. <laughs> That's a good <laughs> one there. You dropped your fake dog poo. What fake dog poo? <laughs> what fake dog? So that guy that said souvenirs or however he said, you know, mm-hmm. novelties, party, party tricks. tricks. That's that guy. Yeah, we see him in lots of movies, and he was much thinner then. He still had a you know a, a chubby face, um, but in other movies that we see him after, he's a really really big guy. But um, that he was thinner was him? in this movie. Yes. Oh, 
yes. I can't remember which other. I mean, I could probably look it up, but yeah, I could see, I could definitely see him because it's the same guy. You could absolutely tell. Just younger and thinner. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Yes. He yes. Ballooned yes. up in his older age, you know. Uh, I oh, so tell oh. me what do you what do you did you watch the I was trying to think how can I watch that scene where they're in the book place with a guy with the magnifying glass or the, the big one his eye looks weird um how do we watch that backwards like I said man I want to watch that backwards and see what they actually say and see uh I heard I was reading a little bit on the trivia and apparently you can actually if you watch it backwards, they say things and everything like sounds normal, but they're just literally doing it backwards. So it looks kind of different. But uh, I was wondering, do you think that we could ever watch it backwards or is there a scene of it backwards? I bet there is on YouTube. I didn't even bother trying to look for it. I probably should. I, I should just look for it and see if I could find that scene backwards. Cause I just think it's rather fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I bet if you got the DVD, it'd be like a, cause I rented it for two ninety nine on uh, Amazon. Um, but I bet the DVD has a, be some behind the scenes stuff. And that would be a perfect like little bonus footage, you know, with the DVD. It absolutely would. Because you know, you think about like out of nowhere, literally out of nowhere, it's reversed. Like everything's reversed. Like what in the world just happened? And I think it was, it was just a one take shot, right? From the moment they walk into the place. So that was like a good, I don't know, 90, maybe 120 seconds, a minute and a half to two minutes. That's, that's pretty cool right there, dude. I really like that scene a lot. And as they're walking in the place, you realize they're walking backwards out of the place. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's really, that probably took a lot of work to plan that out, to make sure it looks right and all that sort of stuff. And so what they could do is do it one time right way. I hit the microphone, do it one way, right. And then watch it and see what my movements, how do I move and then go backwards. So I just thought it was really creative. Yeah, for sure. It was. I, I bet it was a lot of like watching a little bit of take, practicing your backwards walk so it looks like you're walking forwards kind of stuff. So that was probably a couple day exercise right there too. Yep. I, I bet it was. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Um, let me see here. A couple other things. Um, I liked the fourth wall breaking. There was quite a few times when they just, they look in the camera um, and I just, I only like counted I said, two. Ferris Bueller's. What was that? I only counted two. Oh, then maybe there was. So there was one when they said, you know, hey, I'm not the first guy to fall in love with a girl who was, you know, this, that, and the other. Like a big long list of like, yeah. uh, no, you are the first guy to actually ever yeah. <laughs> fall in love with a girl like that. But then they look at the camera. So that's one. There was one other one I can't specifically remember which. Oh, Nigel breaks the fourth wall, I think, one time. Mm -hmm. I could be wrong. I think so. So three, three for me, I think. Okay. Maybe, what, do you have maybe I counted mind? those three as well, but for whatever reason, ever since Deadpool came out, I like, I pay attention. I notice fourth wall breaks because I just enjoyed in movies and Ferris Bueller's last week's episode had a ton of it, you know, more than any other movie probably. I think one of my favorite fourth wall breaks, even though Deadpool's hilarious, uh, Ferris Bueller's great. This is great. My favorite one by far is Spaceballs, where they're telling everything that's going on. And Rick Moranis looks at the camera. Everybody got that? Yep. yep. <laughs> they come back. I was like, dude, that's so funny. Yep. So incredible. Just recapping the story. And then you got to make sure the audience knows, you know, such a good way to do that. Yeah. Loving it right there. Um, oh, uh, the best stunt in the movie. Did you pick up on a crazy stunt that you thought was awesome? Because I've got one idea. Oh, I should have. I. No, go ahead and go because I can't think of one right now. Nick Rivers was fighting with some German dude on the truck and they were driving across the bridge. I think they were chasing Hillary or trying to catch Hillary. I can't remember the exact scenario. 
But then they were fighting, and on the bridge, they jump off of the bridge together into water, off of a moving truck on a bridge. It was just, it was an amazing, it was probably like two stories down into the water. I was, I was shocked by seeing that in a comedy movie like this, you know? I absolutely, I remember seeing that. I absolutely agree that that was terrific because I saw that and I was like, oh, wow, dude, that's tough. Like a lot of bad things can happen. And if you're, can you think of another movie for some reason, just literally flashed in my brain. Can you think of another movie where somebody was driving or there was a driving car and somebody jumped out of the car off a bridge into the water? Well, the, the first thing that comes to mind is triple X. He had a parachute on. Um, oh, it also uh, happened in with Vin Diesel again in a Fast and Furious Part Five, maybe. Him and but Paul it wasn't Walker nearly, were on a car and they jumped off. But those are the only two I could think of. Though that was an amazing shot where it's like from the car and you see them flying. That was I got to go back and watch it. That was yeah. brilliant. <laughs> I, I loved that because it's literally their faces. I was yes. I'm pausing because that the scene that I'm thinking of was like, is really good. This visually looked awesome. uh, The Paul Walker and uh, Vin Diesel. That was super cool. Now, the one I'm thinking of is very, very similar to this one in Top Secret. Do you remember the movie Navy Seals? Yes, I do. Yeah, Charlie Sheen is talking to the commander. I can't remember what he he was. uh, He was the guy in Aliens, um, you know, the the blonde guy. Dude, how do you remember these people's well, names? Anyways, know, it's Michael Bean. How can you forget Michael Bean? Terminator. Almost you know? like you can't. You, yeah, you can't forget Val Kilmer. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, so well, they're speaking talking. Of, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. Speaking of Val Kilmer, he was a uh, uh, his enemy in Tombstone. You know, another another uh, like a whatever. Uh, I'm a Huckleberry. Yeah. There yes. you go. There you go. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, Johnny. His name was John. I believe it was Johnny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that. Dude, we got to do Tombstone. My, I'm just pausing it. <laughs> Let me write I'm just it reminiscing. Yes, good idea. Let's do Tombstones. Awesome. Okay, now getting back to the Navy Charlie Seals. Sheen scene, yes. Yeah, the Charlie Sheen scene. So this is the beginning before we really see them doing some crazy stuff, uh, you know, fighting and all that sort of stuff. Um, they're talking. Uh, he and Michael Bean. Is it Michael Bean? Is that what it was? Yeah, Michael Bean and Charlie Sheen, they're talking in his Jeep and they're driving and it gets and they get done talking and Charlie Sheen's like, all right, I'll see you. And he literally jumps out of the Jeep off the bridge as it's moving, goes in the water. And Michael Bean's looking over like, oh, man, that crazy son of a. And it's it's just it was the exact same type of shot camera angle further back. You can see it being like, dude, this guy is literally nuts. Whoever is the stunt guy that did this is phenomenal. That's cool. I do not remember that at all. I remember, didn't they have a crazy um, golf cart battle golfing scene in that Yes, movie? that was fun. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't really a battle. It was just like, it's one of those montages where you're seeing like, it's going like fun thing, then fun thing, and then fun thing, and then ramming people and tipping it over That's and, what it was, you know, yeah. crushing somebody's ball, all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, I, so that's, I guess, a mo- like, that's the only thing I remember. <clears throat> I love. I remember montages so much more now, or so much better now, because of one of our favorite movies. Actually, it's the best movie that Matt Damon has ever been in. Which one is that? <laughs> Team America: World Police. Team America. Yep. It's a montage, yep. and we play the song a little slower, so it seems like it's going longer. Do that. We got in my brain, like, oh, it's a montage. Yep, Look at yep. that. <laughs> awesome. Good stuff. Yep. Um, 
So let's see here. Let's get to our lessons, unless there's, uh, let me see here. No, I think we covered all the, oh, um, oh, uh, the last thing we talked about the sexual jokes. We forgot the penis ballet. (laughs) (laughs) Forgot to mention that. Yeah. That's just hilarious because when you see ballet, that's a lot they're, they're, it's probably about half the size, but they're wearing a codpiece like that. It's just so huge. Yep, exactly. And this one just, you know, put it out there for the world to see, you know. Amazing. It sure did. Yep, yep. <laughs> cool. So uh, what other lessons? You, we, you and I both mentioned one each so far. What other lessons you take away from this movie? So thinking, I, I, there's so many fun ones. Um, and other spoof movies, like they really help you to think of what not to do. Like, don't do this, don't do this. So this is one that's practical that I I can, absolutely can put in my life is literally just be perceptive. If you're looking around and you're not perceptive, or sorry, if you are not perceptive, you're not going to see that somebody's pouring poison inside your glass and it's eventually going to melt, you know, or you're not going to see what's going on behind you, all the crazy stuff that's going on behind you because you're so not perceptive. So be perceptive. And we talked about, there's so many things on the, in the background of the entire shots, like every shot, there's always something going on that you can grab onto, but the foreground, the characters that are in talking or whatever they're doing, they're not noticing anything in the background. So be perceptive. That's something I took away with. I had the exact same lesson. Pay attention to your surroundings is what my lesson was because those soldiers allowed a cow wearing boots into the compound. Come on, what's going on, guys? Um, of course, that's you know that in itself is just a funny lesson, but but truly, be aware of your surroundings. Pay attention to what's going on when you're you know approaching a, a red light and you're going through. Always look left and right, just in case somebody could be running the red light. You know, when not approaching red light, approaching a green, that kind of thing. Just always be aware of your surroundings. Just the goal is to just be as safe as possible. And in today's day and age, uh, uh, you just need to protect yourself as much as possible. So pay attention to your surroundings. Uh, be perceptive. So that was your lesson too. Cool. Yeah, yeah, that was my second lesson. Yep. Okay. So everybody on YouTube watching me pulling up my phone is because this is where I keep all my notes. So whenever Sky and I go to movies, we have different ways of taking notes. I am the rude one. Sky is a nice one. He gets a piece of paper and a pencil or pen and he's writing. So the light's not shining in the movie theater and block it. You're like making other people like, hey, turn on that phone. I kind of don't care I, I i i do dim the screen like i make it as dim as possible but i don't want to bring a piece of paper you Big literally sky fat jerk <laughs> <laughs> i know you literally brought hey dude i know you do this so i brought you a, a piece of paper to write on and a pencil yes and i didn't <laughs> yeah. still i out. did i got I you i you know i want to try to teach you to do the right thing just be um <laughs> be, be considerate uh, yep. be considerate of your neighbors exactly I know, I know, but I'm always like this, like if you're watching on YouTube, I'm literally like this, like try not to let the screen, so it's like as close to my face as possible as I'm typing, but anyway, so. I'm sorry, we went to the Joe Coy concert a couple months ago here in town, and you know, when you go to a a comedy show, the Wait, wait, Joe Coy came to Fresno? Yeah, it's the Save Mart Center. (laughs) Sold it out, too. It was, not Save Mart Center, I'm sorry, Selling Arena, but still, he sold out, it was a great show. Um, And Denise, Denise loves Joe Coy, so that's fun. Oh, she does, we had, we had such a good time. But um, so we went and there was somebody two rows or three rows up in front of me. Um, So I, you know, kind of like because we were looking up down the stage, I could see him down there on his cell phone and he turned it on once. I was saying, oh, dude, that's so annoying because I could see it out of the corner of my eye. And then he put it down, he turned on again and he put it down. Then the third time I said, screw this, I had a I had a gum I was chewing. I took the gum, put it in the gum wrapped it up and I threw it and I hit 
I hid his phone. He goes, well, and he put his phone down. He didn't touch it again. <laughs> what? You hit? Dude, that I is mean, like some Deadpool it stuff, was. dude. That's, I nailed it, That's man. legit. That's right. Cream cheese yeah. spreader to the head, baby. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Dude, I, I was honestly, proud of myself for that. Really was. Dude, I am impressed. Yep. I am so impressed. That's phenomenal, man. Good for you. <laughs> Standing up for yourself, number one. <laughs> but number two bullseye like yeah. dead on bullseye God, that's so great. cool so did you okay this is what i'm picturing and i'm probably wrong you're getting i'm gonna beam this dude in the back of the head and okay so you saw the you saw the camera or sorry you saw the phone and you wanted to hit the phone so you yeah. actually got what you're going after dude that's so deadpool yep that's what it was i loved it i i was so excited about it so happy. Did you say, hey, Denise, did you see what I just did? I didn't. We, you know, we were all watching, listening to Joe Coy, having fun. I didn't say anything till later. <laughs> yeah. Dude, did he, did he pick up the phone at all? Um, later After that? on, maybe like a half hour, 45 minutes later towards the end of the concert he did. But for, there was a good stretch where he didn't touch it. And that was good. Fine by me. <laughs> so now I know from now I on, like if it. you go to the movies and someone uses the phones, if take you, some gum, take some gum. Or if you went and bought some M&Ms or something, just keep a few spare ones. Don't eat them all ready. You know, ready to start pegging people because those can go <laughs> farther than popcorn. Yes. Pop, and, and it's going to, it has the air that it's going to like kind of, and it has the, Port, the points that are sticking out, it's not going to be very aerodynamic. And there's a reason why bullets are pointed as like a, you know, a straight projectile yeah. as opposed to a ball. You want it as aerodynamic as possible. So next time, get the gum and make it like a bullet and or like a football. <laughs> so you get exactly. aerodynamics. So you make sure you get it. Dude, I'm so proud of you. That's yep. fantastic. Yep. Love okay, it. Okay. So my last lesson, and like I said, I'm really looking at my phone because I write them all down there like a jerk. Um, seeing Nick Rivers... I get embarrassed when I watch movies. I know everybody else does too, but I get like embarrassed. Like, oh, I can't watch. This wasn't so bad where I'm like, oh, this is so horrible. Like watching The Office, watching The Office, seeing Michael uh, um, uh, Michael Scott being so embarrassing. Like I literally, like I can't watch it. I got to turn it off. I can't watch it. So I know what's going to happen. This is so funny. I can't watch it. I get so embarrassed. So this, I was all, I was getting close. It wasn't so much that because it didn't build up, but this one, got me was when they said, okay, they're, they're sitting at, he just got fitted for his tux. He sits down at the table and they said, okay, we have a great singer. We'll see if he could come up here and sing. And Nick, he's all, I got to do what I got to do. He gets up, it gets up there on before he gets announced and he starts singing. Now it did work out in his favor. He, you know, tore the roof off the place. Everybody else was loving and dancing, but it could have gone horribly wrong. I'm thinking of probably private movies where something like that happens, but I can't think of off the top of my head for some reason. Usually other movies kind of pop in my head when I think of things. But my whole lesson is literally wait until you're announced of anything. If you think it's you, just still sit, marinate in that second and or minute. And then when it says, oh, me? What? Me? <laughs> and get yeah. up. Exactly. I know what you're saying. That was you felt that little bit of cringe because he could be super embarrassed. And that's why I can't watch Meet the Fockers or Meet the Parents. I can't deal with all the crap that Greg gets. He puts himself through it because he's kind of a dunce and everything. I just can't watch those cringeworthy movies, you know. And when I'm when we're watching movies with the boys, my youngest one, Dalen, he gets so cringy at every single moment like that. Even the, the tiniest little things that wouldn't be cringy, he starts cringing. He feels more than I do in those same moments. So it's funny to watch that. I think I think you're like, um, oh shoot! In the Guardians of the Galaxy, what's the girl with the the uh, antenna? Mantis. Um, 
Mantis, yeah, you're you're empathetic. Yeah, you're you're like yeah, you you feel people's emotions, not thoughts, but emotions. Yeah, and Dalen has that same that same gift as yeah. well. For sure, he does. For sure. Um, my last lesson relates to um, there's sauerkraut in my lederhosen. So if you are going to go to another country, practice the language ahead of time. Right at a minimum, do an hour a day for thirty days, kind of a thing. Um. As you know, with well, you know, Dust. I can't remember if we told the audience, but uh, I had a trip planned to go to Japan for an entire month, but we had to cancel it due to the coronavirus and everything. For sixty days leading up to the trip, I was practicing Japanese a full hour every day um, with a with an app on my phone, right? Just practicing speaking, and I was getting ready. I was looking forward to using my Japanese just so that when I get there, I could be a little bit more comfortable asking for directions, speaking to people, that kind of a thing. So I would recommend for everybody as well. You're going to Germany, get that German app for thirty days, sixty days. Going to Mexico, get the Spanish app for a time. And I think that's brilliant because you're going to need to ask questions like, where's the bathroom? You know, donde esta la biblioteca? That's not where's the <laughs> bathroom. Right. You know, so you need <laughs> you need to know like the general normal common sayings that you're going to have to ask, like, you know, what direction is this or, you know, whatever it might be. So that's a great, a great idea, especially there's so many apps nowadays that literally can teach you all that sort of stuff. Now, when we went to high school and we were learning Spanish, it was like such like not conversational at all. It was more like, this is like, this is the ground level. And then you're going to keep going after that because you're going to want to. I'm like, no, I took two years of Spanish, changed my grade, snuck into the computer, did that. That's, that's, <laughs> that's what right. I did. Pulled I didn't really, I was like, this is – exactly. I literally did that. It was bad. But long story short, you look at how you're trying to learn. I'm like, just teach me the, the sayings that I really, really need. Not saying that every app does that. But, yeah, like learning the foundational principles. I'm like, those are great. But I'm not going to remember that in like a year after I get back. So I think that's a great, great point. Start Just start learning that le- that language so you can have a little bit of – you're not, you're not going to be literally stuck in the middle of nowhere because you can't a- even say, where's the bathroom? Yeah. Oh, for sure. And, and you know, the only reason to learn Spanish is so that you, when you wake up in Tijuana after a bender, you can get back home, right? <laughs> where's so, my kidney? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> where's my where's kidney? kidney? Where's the bathroom? Can I have some water? <laughs> and um, where's the border? That's all you need. Those four <laughs> things. That's it. And then hey, you, so you aced when, your Spanish. I mean, you know it all if you know that. So when we were growing up, we learned in Japanese, because we went to Japan many, many times. We're half Japanese and our dad's from Japan. And so we've gone many, many times to Japan. Growing up, we used a, a certain word for bathroom. Do you remember that word, what that word was? Well, we always said benjo, but for some reason they taught us that, and that's just another word for toilet. So, But as a kid, if we said benjo, then they would point the direction and let us know where to go. Yeah. So I always, yeah, exactly, benjo. That's oh, I, so when you went a few years ago, you said benjo, and they thought you were an idiot? They're like, what? <laughs> benjo? That's, that's, and so here's what happened. Cause that was literally ingrained in my brain. Like Benjo means bathroom. I thought that. Yeah. And so now we went to Japan, I think it was in 2017 and I had all the kids say, Hey, you know, I, uh, where's the ba- Benjo, like Benjo. And everybody like, they would literally cock their head and be like, uh, what? Like, like, are you kidding me? Do you not know your language? Like it's Benjo. <laughs> that's just, and so they say, no. We say in Japanese, they say this, but like the new word is toilet. Yeah. That's all you say. Uh-huh. Where's the toilet? You just say toilet. And that's what they even use is toilet. Yeah. So when we said Benjo, that's like saying outhouse or like our old language, like old, like, like we would never, like you would never go to a restaurant and say, 
where's the outhouse? And so that's what we were literally doing is say, <laughs> where's the outhouse? Every single time they said, no, use the word toilet. I'm like, huh, man, I was totally steered wrong by dad and, and uh, our uncle. <laughs> How funny is that, man? Yeah, yeah, toilet. That's all you got to say to them. Yes, sure. absolutely. Things things like um, you got to learn how to say McDonald's, right? They're not going to understand if you say McDonald's. It's Maco Donaldo. Yeah. You have to say that. When you're taking pictures, you have to say, instead of cheese, it's cheese And you put up your fingers. And the thing is, like, it's just fun. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. For sure, for You put sure. up the peace sign. And yep. two, both of them, cheese yep. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> cool beans. So, Dust, uh, before we conclude this puppy, any last – oh, uh, your prop for the movie. Oh, so the only thing I could think of, there's two of them, but I'm going to pick uh, one. One is the magnifying glass that the the one guy has. That's one that kind of sticks out of my brain. Um, and it kind of goes along with top secret, and there's an exclamation point in the top secret name. Kind of pr- pretty, I don't know. It's out there. Yeah. But the one, obviously, for me, I love firearms. I love uh, you know pistols and, and guns and all that sort of stuff. And when you have uh, uh, chocolate mousse, his his uh, was it a Tommy gun? I think it was a Tommy gun. Like I his, think so. his gun, yeah. That that's I take that one. Uh, okay, my my original. I don't. Oh. I know. I know which one you're gonna take. What? I do. I mean, easily the anal intruder. That's I mean, it. that's like exactly. that's it. One hundred percent. I mean, how can for me? I mean, hey, the Tommy gun's cool and all, <laughs> but I think we've seen Tommy guns in other movies. I think you might have selected that as a prop elsewhere. You don't need two Tommy guns in the house. But I guarantee you don't. Or maybe you already have an anal intruder. That's why you chose the Tommy gun. <laughs> it will be no, a long it's time that, it's that, before another movie has an anal intruder for us to actually pick. So this is the time. This is the only time we'll be able to This is the moment. <laughs> this is my time to shine. Anal intruder on the wall right there for sure. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 100%. All right. So any last things we forget? Uh, we failed to mention? Wait, wait, wait. Oh. Were you actually going to say that? Yes, for sure. That <laughs> box was, it was just the funniest thing. He, he picked, oh, it was just, it was such a good part of the movie. Such a funny joke. Um, 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 I've gone everywhere and I just can't get my wife to orgasm. <laughs> talk to everybody. I talked to the, talk to the prince or president. I talked to the, the consulate, the, the like, ambassador. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness! And that'll like every time I see that, it'll remind me of that crazy, funny scene, and it just it would be the best for me, the best prop. (laughs) And the best thing would be every time somebody comes over to the house and they say, "Sky, why is that box out?" (laughs) You know, now I get to tell them the story. But what would be best is when somebody comes to the house and they know it and they laugh because they see it because they love that movie. That's that's why you want the prop. Well. For those two reasons, I guess. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. Love it. Love it. Cool beans. So any last words about this movie? No, actually, as we've gone through it, I just, it's more the nostalgic thing, but it kind of, I don't think I gave it a B minus just after talking it. I'm going to bump it up to a B. Um, it's not, it's, I think a B minus is, well, no, I gave it a B because of Val Kilmer's in it. He, he That's knocked right. it up a notch. Yeah. And so I'm going to, after talking about it, I'm going to bump it up to a B plus, mm. B plus. I'm, oh, I'm, 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 I'm really not talking really well, but um, yeah, B plus for me. And the reason why is because after talking about it, it's just fun to talk about. Just like talking about space balls or 
Deadpool, well, Deadpool is a little action comedy, all that, all that combined, or um, Dumb and Dumber, you know, all that sort of stuff. When you talk about it, it just makes you have so much more fun. So, yeah, I'm going to give it, bump it up to a B plus. You know, that's a good thing. There are some movies that are so much fun to talk about with other people. Like this one, for example, is a great movie. Um, Napoleon Dynamite. If you're just sitting there watching it by yourself, it's not that much fun. But when you have a group of friends there, it is so much more fun because then you're 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 repeating the jokes, you're talking about things afterwards. Uh, so th- this movie has that group enjoyment factor, I think. Like, hey, how, hey, Sky, how much you want to bet I can throw this football over that mountain? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, it just quotes like that. It's just, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Like, I don't got any skills. Yeah, it's just yeah, yeah, it's it's great. For sure, for sure. All right. So we kind of chose this movie together. And so I'm gonna give you the option. What are we gonna learn from next week? So I, even though I bumped it up to a B plus, when I was watching it, I was a little more like, man, I just remember it being so much more funny. But it was funny, so I'm glad I gave it a B plus after you know reviewing it. I gave it a B plus. Um I also know there this I didn't think that this was like the pinnacle of uh, what's the name of the the producers or the directors Abrams that and wrote David Zucker. Okay, yeah. So these guys are great at doing funny com- comedies and spoofs and stuff like that. I think I want to have them redeem themselves with an A. My one of my growing up, it was just a, one of my more favorite movies, and I have lots of favorite movies, but this one's really really good. I really like Naked Gun and Leslie Nielsen. He's brilliant. Uh, he's uh, visually and comedically just brilliant so i want to do naked gun what do you think very good choice i'm looking forward to it and this also has not only leslie nielsen but also the very well respected and beloved oj simpson don't forget him it sure does and uh what's her name presley uh priscilla uh, presley uh, priscilla presley's in it oh yeah it's it's hilarious now i (laughs) (laughs) i haven't seen this movie in probably 20 years too. So I'm kind of thinking, hopefully it's not going to be the same, but I just, I think Leslie Nielsen is brilliant. So I'm probably just going to laugh so much at him when he looks at the camera and just, he, there's so many fourth wall breaks in, in um, uh, this movie, uh, Naked Gun. So let's do it. Cool beans. I love that idea. Good one, Dustin. I'm looking forward to it. So thank you everybody for listening. If you're watching on YouTube, thanks for those eyeballs as well. And now you heard what we had to say about this movie, our thoughts, our opinions, our life lessons. We want to hear from you. So visit the show notes page, watchandlearnpodcast.com slash top secret, just the name of the movie. Nice and easy for this one. And uh, we'd love to hear from you right there. Alrighty. Until next week, my name is Sky. And I'm Dusty. And we will return with Naked Gun. <laughs>